Hello. My name is Dr. Mercurio Arborea, and I am the founder of the Arborea Institute. Through our unique blend of benign pharmacology, sensory therapy, and energy sculpting, we can guide you to a new, better, happier you. You're about to embark on a great journey. Let the new age of enlightenment begin. What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea, a new world order. It's no longer a theory. What I'm about to say is fact. The secret organizations of the world power elite are no longer secret. They have planned and are now leading us into a one-world communist government. Welcome useless eaters to the Odd Man Out podcast, where we talk about hidden history, de-political-policy, occult deconstruction, economics, religion, and philosophy. I'm your rabbit hole aficionado, the Odd Man. Welcome. friends. I am back again. Yeah, so I got a different kind of episode this week. I didn't ever think that I would do a show about this. had no reason to think that I would. It's not for everyone. Some people are going to be pissed. Some people are going to be like, why would you even do a show about that? Some people are going to enjoy it and be like, oh, this makes sense. So you can't please everyone. And I just do the shows about subjects that I'm interested in. That's the only way I know how to do it. And so I kept hearing about the subject we're going to talk about and hearing all this BS that I knew not to be true. And so I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to kind of debunk that. Not that I'm affiliated with the group that I'm going to be talking about or care a ton about them, but there are parts of the group and things that they talk about that I do definitely agree with. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why we have groups like that. Who am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about the Proud Boys. Hey, I'm a boy. You know, I'm kind of proud. I'm a dad. I'm straight. I'm white. I'm not unproud of those things. It's just who I am. None of us have any power over what our skin color looks like or what situation we were born into. But if we really believe all men were created equal if we really believe in equality, if we really believe in giving people a fair chance, then we should not go along with anyone's reputation being falsely destroyed by corporate media owned by such few companies. They have the ability to destroy anyone in the institution in just a matter of minutes. And like Hitler said, the goal of propaganda is to tell the lie and repeat it constantly. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Repeat the lie often, and it will be drilled into people's heads. And now, 
all you have to say is something's racist or sexist to try and destroy people. And it usually works because, well, face it, we're surrounded by very emotional people who don't have a strong foundation in their beliefs and they want to be victims. And so when people want to be victims, they will go along with the lie, even if they know it's true, if it makes them feel better, if it helps them to feel like they're getting one over on somebody they don't like or some image that they don't like. So, hey, I like to debunk things that are not true and get to the bottom of them and show why they're not true. You know, I'm not a member of the Proud Boys. I'm sure I don't agree with everything they do. But I know some things that are not being bantered about in mainstream media or even podcasts in the alternative media. So I wanted to kind of uh, clear some things up. And uh, hey, like I said, if you don't like it, then don't listen. But if you want to find out some things you didn't know before, then hey, give it a shot. I'm proud to have you aboard and have you listening as always. So let's get right to it. I have been waiting since my first show to use that bell. My son got it, and I've never seen a good reason to use it before, but what the heck, I'm going to do it anyway. So, if you don't know, the founder of the Proud Boys, his name's Gavin McGinnis. He's a very controversial dude, even before the Proud Boys thing got going. He started Vice Media, if you didn't know that. Yeah, and... He's a Canadian-born guy. He kind of started the whole hipster movement as well. You know, with the beards, the rolled-up jeans, which that does go back even to the 50s, but he brought it back. The shaved sides of the head, you know, that kind of haircut. Uh, The horn-rimmed glasses like I wear, actually. A lot of people do. He brought it back. And he was really into punk rock, which I think he still is. I used to listen to the show a little bit, but he used to be on Compound Media. And if you don't know what Compound Media is, it's owned by Anthony Cumia and the Anthony Cumia and the Anthony Cumia show. And the Anthony, why can't I fucking say that? And the Anthony Cumia show. Okay. Anthony Cumia was one half of Opie and Anthony back in the 90s. They were morning talk show hosts. They call them, or they called them back in the day, shock jocks. And they were similar to Man Cow or Howard Stern. But I think they were funnier. I've never thought Stern was very funny. But anyway, and Anthony's had his ups and downs in the media. He got kicked off after years of being a co-host on Opie and Anthony. They had went to, I think it was Sirius, And um, he had a little altercation one night. He was taking pictures. He was an avid photographer. That's what he liked to do in his spare time. So it was very late in New York. And he's taking pictures of all the lights, all the BS. And he sees this hooker coming out of one of the alleyways. And um, she happened to be black. Well, he starts snapping pictures of her because she was scantily clad, as they say. Well... She hears the camera, comes over, and basically attacks him. Well, he goes back and does his Twitter rant that's somewhat racist or semi-racist or whatever. He's pissed, right? 
it doesn't matter that he's worked with black comedians for years, Jewish comedians for years. So Sirius totally gets rid of him. You're done. We're, we're done with you. Well, Kumia actually started his own show in his basement with video and audio, even before Joe Rogan. And he was having all these big comedians on and all that stuff. I've listened to the guy for years. He's not racist. He's a, probably the funniest guy I've ever heard on any kind of comedy type of thing. Uh, he's not a stand-up. He's just a funny, funny radio host who's surrounded by stand-ups, and that's mostly what he does, but he does commentate on politics, and he's a conservative. So Gavin McGinnis, who started the... So Gavin McGinnis, who started the Proud Boys was on Compound Media, which Anthony owns, because there's a bunch of shows on there. And so the following excerpts you're going to hear are from Anthony Cumia being on the Joe Rogan Show and explaining kind of how the Proud Boys came about as a joke. And then later on, I'll play you some quotes from Gavin McGinnis. And the reason I'm doing all this is because they mentioned the Proud Boys during the presidential debate and they're making out like the proud boys are the second coming of the Nazis, right? The third Reich They're They're making them out to be the fourth Reich, which is total BS because they have different nationalities as proud boys. And it wasn't even started as a serious thing as you're going to hear. And so it just spread like wildfire. And one of the reasons I'm going to tell you that it spread is because masculinity has been under assault for decades. Decades. The family's been under assault. The father has been the father has been under assault. Anything is seen anything that's seen as wholesome and traditional has been under assault. And so you can go back to Alice Bailey from Lucius trust and her 10-point plan to subvert and destroy Christianity. And one of the things was break up the family, promote sodomy, that kind of thing. And you know, you've heard me say, I don't care what you do in your personal life. I don't want the government trying to make you do this or that, because that always leads to them making me do this or that. And I'm not a fool, and I know that. So I'm not worried about any of that crap. But I am worried about the assaults on the family, the assaults on masculinity, the assaults on traditionality, because it's not all bad. It's got a lot of good things, and every type of thing can go too far. But what we are faced with today, in many cases, is fundamentalism, people going too far because somebody's pushing them to end the way they want to live. So they want to push the way they want to live to the limits and both teams or all teams are fighting against one another and they just become totally unreasonable. And so if you're going to constantly assault masculinity and the family, then you're eventually going to get pushback because there's nothing wrong with healthy masculinity. In fact, it's very needed. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why people hate Jordan Peterson, because he, not that he was right on everything, but he was pushing masculinity and healthy masculinity at that. 
because all these broken homes that we've had for decades and decades, one of the reasons is many of those homes are fatherless and more and more they're becoming motherless. But it's been the father that's been missing in many of these situations and it's had a detriment and it's had a tremendous, tremendous negative effect on minorities, on whites, on every family setting. You know, I go back to the no man in the house rule that certain governments set back in, I want to say the 50s or the 60s, when they started this government housing, these housing projects, and no usually black family at the time, and there's many white people that live in those today, but back then it was mostly blacks. And if they had a father in the household, the father had to leave. In some instances, in certain jurisdictions, he even had to leave the state before the family would qualify for this government-subsidized housing. And therefore, the and therefore, the state ruined the nuclear family. And there is no denying the fact that they've contributed a lot to broken homes and the delinquency of the family. Because if you're a single mom and you get pregnant, you can get all kinds of benefits. But if you want to marry that father, all those benefits end. No matter how poor you guys are, all those benefits end immediately. So before I go off on a tangent about that and how terrible it was and do the whole show on that, which maybe I should, but let's go to Anthony Cumia on the Joe Rogan Show explaining how the Proud Boys came about. Well, listen, we were talking about this last time I was w with you. Right. The Proud Boys. Yeah, yeah, Started Gavin. off as a goof and then became like what the I – mean, they won't let him in Australia now. Have you seen that? No, it's it's gotten insane. Yeah. Like Gavin is considered uh, like a war criminal at yeah. this point. Uh, I know Gavin very well. He, he used to be on Compound Media, my, my network, um, and – that's where the whole thing started. Explain how it all joke. started. Explain yeah. how it all started because people don't know. It's, it's amazing when you think about it because it, it makes you question everything. Gavin uh, had a show, uh, very outrageous. Gavin is one of these just a funny, outrageous guy. His whole career has been based on satire and parody and yes, and he's all very that. much a provocateur, right? Provocateur, loves absolutely. Doing that. Yeah, loves and shaking it's, it's people. It's hard up. to find out where he really, how he really feels, and when he's playing games. Right, it's very blurry. Absolutely. So we have uh, we had this employee, uh, Ben Ratner. Little kid, we, we actually hired him just because his name was Ratner, and we wanted to call him Rat, like in uh, Fast Times. Hey, Rat, why don't you turn on the camera? Uh, so it was, it was great. Uh, he, Rat never talked about girls. He's like this really Jewish, really red hair, kind of gangly. You know, kid, and uh, he, he liked going to Broadway shows and things, and we always questioned his sexuality and whatnot. And uh, Gavin really started hitting on him, going, what are you doing? Like, get laid. A kid your age should be out there just plowing through pussy. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, I'm, you know, waiting for the right girl and everything. So Gavin would continuously goof on him. So 
he he would always go to Broadway plays. So Gavin started getting uh, music from musicals and playing it to him, like, "Hey, look at this, you pussy! You know, is this what you like?" Uh, and one of them was "Proud of Your Boy." It's a Broadway a song from a musical, uh, a Disney musical, I believe. And it's you know, oh, proud of your boy. It's one of those big, grandiose Broadway pieces of shit. <laughs> I can't stand that, <laughs> I stuff, that stuff, man. I hate it. It's so confusing. Oh, it is. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, so he goofed on about that and then said, we ought to make a club called the Proud Boys. And that way you can learn how to be a man. And, you know, you, you, you'll get chicks and tattoos and, you know, drink beer and hang out with guys as a joke, it was like this parody of a men's club and so over the top that it was like, I think part of the uh, way to get beaten into this gang, this club, was that you had to recite five breakfast cereals while the other members punched you. And, <laughs> and they would keep punching you until you spit out. So ludicrous, so ridiculous, such a parody. Uh, and slowly this fucking thing mutated into some, it got more members. Uh, they started wearing um, what are those shirts? The with the yellow piping on the collar and stuff. It's a specific shirt that became the uniform. Perry Ellis, mm. Perry Ellis shirts. A specific black shirt with gold piping and uh, on the collar and and the uh, the sleeves, and that became like the uniform. And because it was presented as a chauvinistic club, like like girls are allowed, minorities are allowed, it doesn't matter who you are, but in essence, it is a guy thing, and we will talk shit about girls, and we're going to drink and get laid, and it's just a men thing. So they started getting together at bars, you know, in the area in Manhattan. And, and how is this organized? Is this organized through his Compound Media show? Through the Compound Media show so and his own Twitter account and, and Facebook, which he subsequently lost. Yeah. He's uh, persona non grata on uh, social media. But that's how it started, and it never was supposed to go any further than that. Gavin himself didn't really take it any further than that. It's just, let's get together every so often. We have a good time. We drink, laugh, everything like that. Well, then this whole thing with uh, politics got involved because Antifa, which is anti-fascist, started uh, uh, coming into... Uh, conservatives that wanted to, to speak. So Gavin was a conservative, is a conservative. He'd get uh, speaking engagements at schools, uh, NYU, or um, any, any numerous places around New York City. And Antifa would show up to protest him and try to shut down the event. So then the Proud Boys would go and protect Gavin so he wouldn't get harmed doing these uh, speaking engagements. Uh, and that, so then it turned into this, because they're fighting with Antifa, they must be the Fa, the fascists, right. the Nazis. Um, and once that gets out there, there's no pulling it back. You could try to explain how you're not a Nazi till you're blue in the fucking face. It ain't going away. Right. And especially because it's a good story. The press likes it. It's this good versus evil thing. They present Antifa like they're protest they always call them and the protesters were beaten they're fucking violent uh, a violent group of people that are there to to hit people they don't agree with and silence people that want to speak and that's exactly what happened with Gavin and and Coulter and Milo Yiannopoulos 
uh, uh, Ben Shapiro. A lot of these conservative people can't go to these venues and speak. They get shut down because of a violent group of people called Antifa. So Proud Boys were kind of the answer to that so Gavin could go around and, and actually uh, speak. Uh, when, when I would speak to Gavin, and every example I would see, it was an answer to violence. They, right. they would have violence perpetrated on but them. The problem they is you can take it violence. out of context, and all people all. needed to say is he's calling for violence. That's it. And that's what they've said about Gavin over and over again. Right. Taking things out of context and using it as an example. Yeah. I've seen it presented. Uh, well, you ask how it starts and how it grows and how you become a member. By buying a fucking shirt. That's it. By buying a Perry Ellis shirt and opening a chapter. Dude, there are chapters worldwide. You, you see it. It's like, here's the, the Proud Boys Australia. Here's the Proud Boys England. Proud Boys fucking Japan. Like, it's everywhere. And it never was supposed to get to that point. And regardless of how these people act, it now reflects on Gavin. Even though he wanted to hang out in a bar with a few people, do his public speaking without being hassled, and that's it. And and I see the way the media manipulates things. I've been party to it myself. And, and I've seen Gavin presented in photos where you look and go, holy fuck, it's Hitler. Like, like they get him. There's one picture of Gavin that I was petrified by. He's got his arms folded. He's got a scowl on his face, that hair, you know, the short on the side, long on the top. And he's looking like, like he's angry. And I'm like, that, that's not the guy that him and his wife, who's American Indian, by the way, yeah. his wife's American Indian. He's got beautiful kids that come over my house and use the pool and we hang out and barbecue. I'm like, that's not that guy. Yeah. No one knows that guy from the paper. They're getting this impression. He's a, a really nice guy. He's, he's uh, generous, just a really cool guy to hang out with. And what you see them do in the media is just crazy, especially when you know he didn't invent some goddamn Nazi group. He was just trying to have a little outrageous fun, and it ran from him. It got away from him. The, the origin of it, though, with yeah. the, the way you're describing it, that is fucking fantastic. Isn't that nuts it's to It's crazy think? that that is what presented it. I mean, that, that emerged. It, it's it a came My apologies that. for such a long clip, but I just felt it had so much in there that needed to be heard and i also apologize for all the f-bombs and other language in there but to take all that out was going to be quite a problem and it would take away from the conversation so if you don't like that sort of thing my apologies but it is what it is well again i'm not a proud boy and i don't join groups so I'm not condoning everything they do, but when you have a group like this that started for fun and then they end up guarding guys like McGinnis and Shapiro and uh, Ann Coulter and these different people who are speaking at these colleges and then Antifa types come in and try through violence and intimidation to stop them from speaking, the Proud Boys started coming to their aid. So, hey... Violence begets violence, and that's just the way it is. But the media would have you thinking that Antifa is not a problem, and the Proud Boys are the Fourth Reich. That's how the media warps things, and it's absolutely ridiculous. And so, you know, I, I just look at things like this. We've had this war on masculinity for such a long time that you're going to get pushback eventually from it. And maybe we need these 
so-called chauvinist groups. You know, I don't defend everything Gavin McGinnis says for by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a funny guy. He does a lot of satire. He's outrageous, but he does point out some BS from the left, and we need that. We need that kind of thing because, you know, we have a corporate media that mostly leans left. And when I say corporate media, I don't just mean news. I mean entertainment in general. That is a lot of power. And like I said earlier, they've been greatly against the family, against traditional values for a very long time. And, well, we need all the help we can get to push back against the cultural Marxism or whatever you want to call it. Because these people don't give a damn. They don't give a damn. They're actually very self-centered and they think only of themselves and their movement. So, you know, we can't just bend over and take it and expect things to get better. I mean, we live in a time where feminism means that you look like a man and you act very masculine. It's an ass-backwards world, and somebody's got to stand up to it. I mean, these types, these Antifa types, even picket people like Camille Paglia, a long-time true feminist it's gotten absolutely ridiculous you give these damn trophies out to these kids and this is what happened and um you know this is another reason why i just wanted to set the record straight you know i've got a son i've got a 10 year old son it's tough raising a son in this climate you know this uh, constant push against masculinity against the family it takes its toll And these kids are subjected to this kind of crap. Kids just need to be left alone to grow as humans and decide for themselves how they want to be. And you've got these progressive Libby parents who encourage them to be transgender or whatever. It's absolutely ridiculous. They do it, I think, to be hip and look cool in front of their woke friends. But... You know, they call us the small-minded or the closed-minded types, but they are actually pushing more of an agenda than we are. You know that the race card is a go-to for the left. They always go back to it because it usually works, and they can divide the public when they start coming together too closely. And so this is a tool of tyrants. They don't want the race problem to get better because it benefits them to keep it going. And so they've got to try to make these groups like the Proud Boys look like racists and white supremacists when they have a very diverse membership. You're always going to get some bad apples when you have these large groups. And the bigger the groups, you know, the more chances there are for some bad apples to spring up. You know, my buddy Hesher, the host of The Boiler Room, was saying the other day he wouldn't be surprised if something doesn't happen and they blame it on the Proud Boys, since they brought that up on the election and made it an issue, they want to stop any groups from forming that don't lean hard left globalist. And so that's been the push. Anybody who stands for traditional values, masculinity, the Second Amendment, they've got to be 
annihilated. They've, their reputation has to be destroyed. And so, you know, thank goodness we have some groups standing up to this bullshit. Excuse my language, but it is absolute crap. And they try to pretend like they're the good guys when they're pushing this world-governing, globalist European agenda. And even the Europeans are getting tired of it under COVID. They are not having it. It's this push. This is a great push globally to enslave the people. And I can't understand why more people in America don't realize that. But that's another story. Just getting back to the subject at hand. You know, um, this sounds funny, but there is a guy by the name of Michael Graves. You know, I was in a, a band for a long time. And Michael Graves was the singer of the Misfits, the second singer years after Danzig when they reformed. And actually a really good singer. And the albums they did with Michael were very good. But I followed him fairly closely over the years. He's always leaned towards the right, which is very, very rare in rock and roll, heavy metal, punk. And so he's always been a standout in that regard. I met him a couple of times at shows, and he's always cool about hanging around, talking to the fans, signing autographs, stuff like that. But uh, I kind of lost track of him. And then just recently, my wife said, have you seen what's going on in the horror punk community? Because that's what they call it, right? The genre is horror punk. And there's some really good music in there. But um, I said, no, what's going on? Well, I guess Michael said he was a proud boy. And the entire horror punk community started denouncing him on social media. And so I went on, looked at a couple of the bands I know. And they were all these long posts about they denounced this racist, you know, bigot, homophobe, uh, sexist, chauvinist, blah, blah, blah. And even his own band members denounced him, guys he'd been hanging out with forever. And so I listened to his radio show. He's been doing podcasts for years, and he's got uh, a, a podcast called Radio Deadly, where he pretty much went over the entire thing and how he had been backstabbed by a lot of friends and how hypocritical some of them were and how basically he joined the Proud Boys just because he's a father, he's a straight white guy, he sees all this stuff happening and he wants to bring back masculinity and just be a part of a group that stands against this cultural Marxism and this feminization of males. And so he made some kind of joke on his Twitter about a proud straight chauvinist or something like that. And that's what set them all off. And, you know, people are easily set off. Like I can tell you being in a band for a long time, I just don't even like being around musicians anymore. They're so emotional and easily led by the nose all the while thinking that they're the most cutting-edge, rebellious types. But they're very controlled, very controlled by corporate media and by the corporate music that they listen to. And they don't even realize it oftentimes. But um, I just thought that was interesting. Um, I actually sent a message out and asked him if he would want to be on the show. And I never heard back from him. 
uh, I assume that he's pretty cautious about who he talks to because of all the pushback, the negative pushback he got once he uh, joined up with the Proud Boys. And I think he's been on InfoWars and some stuff like that. And so you guys know that I am not in that camp. I am uh, more independent, more anarchist on the right, the right-leaning kind of anarchy, um, peaceful kind of anarchy, just want to be left alone, get off my lawn, get out of my yard kind of anarchy. But, um, you know, I think that people have a right to talk on that side, of course, and express their feelings and express their concerns, and they're right about a lot of their concerns. I don't think they go far enough. I think they're too trusting in the president, but uh, I might uh, hit him up again and uh, ask him one more time if he wants to be on. But we'll see. I just wanted to mention that because uh, the guy's got some good music, and uh, to get totally attacked by the group, his fellow band, and the fans that he's been performing for for so very long is really bull crap, man. It's it's just shows you how easily led people are and how they jump to conclusions. And so these people will never look into what the Proud Boys really are. They'd rather just go with what, you know, CNN or MSNBC, Rachel Maddow, Bill Maher, John Oliver tell them. or what, And that ass clown that took over for uh, John, um, I can't even remember his name, John Stewart. I can't remember the guy's name now. But anyway, that's where they get a lot of their information. And, you know, they're easily fooled. They're easily led. They're not going to look deeper than what their figureheads that they watch and listen to tell them. So, by the way, the clip that we listened to from Joe Rogan was from a couple of years ago. But I have another clip here from just a couple of weeks ago where Gavin McGinnis, the founder of the Proud Boys, was on Anthony Cumia, and he was talking about how the Proud Boys was mentioned during the presidential debate, and they do talk a little bit more about the founding of the Proud Boys. Here we go. The whole thing was, hey, we're guys. We like being guys. Um, what was some of the other uh, kind of, you know, the charter of, of, of the Proud Boys? Oh, it was venerate the housewife, glorify the entrepreneur, accept that the West is the best, uh, love free speech, love the Second Amendment, end the drug war, this is stupid, end welfare, you know, give everyone a gun. It was really just libertarian Sounds libertarian, right. I was just going to say that. And, and foreclosed borders. And a lot of, you know, black working class guys are into that. A lot of Cubans are into that. A lot of Jews are into that. We're very pro-Israel because if you're pro-West, you're pro-Israel. So race never comes up at all. Like to this day, well, I just went to Westfest in Vegas where they were doing coke out of a schnaufenfnauzer machine, which is like this this thing that Germans used to do snuff in in the 1600s. And you, there's a thing there and a hammer drops and the coke goes up your nose. And then there's this thing that's going slooper, slooper, slooper with this mustache thing that that tickles your nose after. Like this is not a serious club. And I've, I think even you have said this uh, to, to Rogan once that it started out as a joke and then things went out of control. Oops, don't see Kyle. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's still a joke. The meetups are still riffing and farting and you shower and I'll show her. It's still the Knights of Columbus. But what happened is the background changed. Yeah. And the background said like anyone who's The Knights who's of male, Columbia with all the coke. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyone who's not lapping up this Black Lives Matter shit or Antifa or any of the tropes 
is a Nazi. And they do right. this on the street, too. You'll see them like, say Black Lives Matter. Say it. Oh, say yeah. Say it. Yeah. What's weird is it's just this line has been blurred between masculinity and racism. Like, they've just combined the things. Yeah, that's true. It kind of started with going at Proud Boys. But now if you're just proud to be a guy or you're just, you don't hate yourself for having a dick, you're yeah. somehow a racist. Somehow it went into racism. Also, the diversity of uh, Proud Boys is amazing. And this isn't something, the forced diversity you see in a lot of these um, All of uh, television? Liberal, yeah. A lot of these liberal organizations like to go... Oh, look how diverse they are. But they've they've gone through um, lowering standards or changing things around. This was just a naturally occurring thing that happened with the Proud Boys. Like Gavin said, the whole thing of the West is the best and guys just hanging out, drinking some beers, bullshitting, uh, appeals to guys regardless of race. It transcends race. So you get a lot of people from a lot of different nationalities that come on board just to have some fun. Well, blacks and Hispanics are actually encouraged to be masculine. Masculinity is big there, you know? And with with ma with white males, it's seen as a detriment. So I think that's why there's a slight imbalance where you'll see more blacks and Hispanics than they are represented in the population. It's definitely the most diverse parties that I go to outside, obviously, of the men. Like at that party I just showed you, there was a black dude there. There was this 62-year-old married gay couple. It's it's way, way more diverse than all these hate-has-no-home-here suburbs in Westchester. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, your name is is popping up now today, and uh, of course, Proud Boys uh, is being uttered by people that I am just stunned when I see it. I see the media on the the lawn of the White House asking the president about the Proud Boys. And when it was it, said last night, I was just it, like, holy it's shit! It's so weird to see that. Just for me, I can't imagine uh, you. Now you were you were watching the debates last night and uh, broadcasting. What uh, what were you thinking when that happened? I literally did a spit take. We were watching it live. I had a beer and I went. Did you just say Proud Boys? And then I went to bed. Please, I couldn't sleep last night because I was so jazzed. Yeah, I was like, wow. This club I started is uh, a bone of contention amongst presidential candidates. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> we have to discuss whether you like Gavin or not before you can be president of the United States. <laughs> oh, here like, it is. Hold but on. But then I wake up and uh, my wife is crying because all the stupid housewives are, you know, pulling up all these bullshit articles and lies. And it's funny, not to get back too much to the diversity thing, but they pushed the... I saw NBC News called us white chauvinists today. Um, and and it, it's just such a bizarre accusation that you just keep seeing again and again. And wait, I forgot what I was talking about. I've just oh. turned into Joe Biden. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. They, 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 they used to say, okay, they're racist. Oh, really? They're black. And that used to be the end of the argument. Yeah. Now they go, yeah, I know they have lots of blacks. What? And you're still running with this? Yeah. It's called multiracial white supremacy. Oh, isn't that amazing? Yeah, I've heard that. Oh, they God. fucking change shit around to the point where it makes zero sense. But man, with a straight face, they will preach that shit. Multiracial white supremacy. White supremacy. And, and then I say to them, okay, okay, so at the meetups... There's black Proud Boys. What do they do? Like, do they have to sit in on racist jokes and they just sort of bow their heads right. when everyone laughs? 
and or do they just serve drinks to us and or do they do they get on all fours and act like a chair and then you sit on them as a chair is <laughs> yeah. that what goes on yes and then you go well, there's your story that's amazing there's just there's this S&M men's club with these masochistic minorities you what are you doing There'd be evidence or photos or something. Right, something that could like that. Show something that. aside from just people of different racial and ethnic backgrounds having a good time together. Coming up with fancy words for Uncle Tom, <laughs> which is all they did by saying that. What does stand back and stand by mean? To me, I think the most important thing was stand back, right? Um, what did that mean? So to me, that meant, you know, let police do their job. Miami-Dade-based Proud Boy Chairman Enrique Tarrio telling us he didn't take it as a call to action, tweeting the question was in reference to white supremacy, which we are not. I don't know who the Proud Boys are. I mean, you'll have to give me a definition. By Wednesday afternoon, the president claiming now he isn't familiar with the group. I really don't know who they are. I can only say they have to stand down, let law enforcement do their work. The Anti-Defamation League describes Proud Boys as an unconventional strain of right-wing extremism and says it's carved out a niche for itself as a right-wing fight club and a volunteer security force for the GOP. The group recently staged a rally in Portland despite ongoing tensions there. Tario denies the organization hates any one group and told us they are not white supremacists. I'm going to go ahead on the record and I'm going to tell you that I condemn white supremacist groups. Right now many people wondering just who the Proud Boys are after President Trump mentioned them during one of the many heated exchanges during last night's presidential debate. Listen in. Would you like me to condemn white supremacists and right proud boys? Stand back and stand by. So who are they? And what does their presence look like here in Utah? The Southern Law Center classifies them as a hate group, and they're one of five known extremist groups said to be operating here in Utah. A local chapter of the Proud Boys speaking tonight in downtown Salt Lake City. They say they want to correct the record. Kyle Harvey, live downtown. And Kyle, they appeared with a Black Lives Matter leader. That seems like a strange pairing there. Well, this was a Black Lives Matter leader associated with Black Lives Matter Northern Utah. Now, this is a different chapter than the one you may have seen before on Channel 2. As for the Proud Boys, they say they're out to change the narrative that they're racists. I don't care what, what color your skin is. We're all Americans, and we need to find a way to come together instead of divide. It's a line seemingly at odds with an organization that the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Anti-Defamation League say is a hate group. We are in no way, shape, or form white supremacists. What they are, self-described Western chauvinists. What does that mean? It means that the West is the best. Western civilization is the best. That's our opinion, okay? Chauvinism you is just patriotism, man. It, it don't get it wrong with like male chauvinism or yeah, anything like we that. We are in no way those are two different things. The group was founded by a Gavin McInnes, someone this group's members say is an instigator. I mean, he's, he's a little like, over the top. He's yeah. a, I mean, Nazi salutes and N-word sure, and said, I mean lots of stuff. Provocateur, yeah, provocateur. Just like, just like Milo Yiannopoulos is. These are guys yeah. who are say the most outlandish things so they get more clicks so they can make some money. The group. Why do you want to be associated with that? He's gone. Yeah, he's not part of the organization. He's, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. The people left. At least those in Salt Lake. City say they'll link arms with Black Lives Matter. Meeting and talking and, and having that understanding was uh, allowed us to move forward with uh, working together on police reform. Jakari Kelly, the leader of Black Lives Matter Northern Utah, says the partnership is real. We do need to be able to reach across the aisle and have these tough conversations. And Jakari tells me that she recently went to Portland with the Proud Boys, met with some of their senior leadership. She described it as a productive conversation. Mark, back to you. 
And there it is, my friends. The Proud Boys. Warts and all. Like I said, of course, I'm sure I don't agree with everything they stand for, everything they do. But in these times of trouble, when everything traditional and male is being stamped upon and pushed aside, and the occult, go back to my very first podcast, the occult belief that there is no longer male nor female, that we are all genderless, or that the male penis is even disappearing to turn back into his normal form, is being pushed hardcore through drugs and through propaganda, through corporate propaganda. So, in these times of trouble, we need people to stand up and say, Hey, I wish no one any harm, but this is who I am. This is what I believe. You do your thing, I do mine, and we can maybe even come together on some issues and fight the real powers that are holding us down. So I'm going to end it with just saying, look, don't listen to the media. I've heard of people on the right, you know, basically agreeing that the Proud Boys are a white supremacist group, and they don't even know what they're talking about because they've let the fake news media that they complain about control the narrative, control their mind. So I hope you got something out of this as always. I had to do this one for myself. Like I said before, when I started, you may not like it, but it is what it is. And I hope you're doing well. And keep fighting the power, my friends. Fight the power. Cheers and blessings to you all. A good night. I'm going to become somebody. I don't know how exactly, but I am. I have to. Somehow. Proud of your boy, I'll make you proud of your boy. Believe me, bad as I've been, Ma, you're in for a pleasant surprise. I've wasted time, I've wasted me. So say I'm slow for my age, a late bloomer, okay, I agree.